we've we've give, given Greg Greg Berlanti and his boys their day in court, okay? And they were pronounced guilty. <laughs> guilty. 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 This episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, is brought to you by Amasta Design, servicing clients domestic and international. Amasta is here to help you through the different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you. Go to amastadesign.com. Amasta, spelled A-M-A-S-T-A, design.com. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park Slope-based business that can help you print books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press, an eco-friendly printing company. Go to www.rollingpress.com. Roro Cakes, specialty baking, little bites of yumminess, and indulgences. Follow Roro Cakes at facebook.com slash Roro Cakes and place your order today. Last but not least, Pancake Studios cuffing your audio recordings, production, mixing, and mastering needs. Pancake Studios set at the heart of Brooklyn also happens to be the home of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. And when we started the podcast, Jonathan made a home for us here and continues to produce quality. Whether you're a musician, filmmaker, working in media like podcasting, look no further than Pancake Studios. Go to www.pancakestudios.net. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. And we are back. This is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy path. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. We are at Pancake Studios on this semi-humid day. Uh, with me, as always, co-piloting this thing is Edward A. Lusa, and uh, thank you, Miguel Velez, and of course, our producer, Jonathan Vergara, who was running a 101 temperature he had 101 fever yesterday True. um and we were very concerned uh, whether we were gonna oh yeah clark is here as well uh he's he's here on summer vacation say hello to everybody clark hi everybody <laughs> people okay don't, people okay. don't know this but but clark is actually the head producer of the show he practically is by now so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes you're you were hot-blooded you checked it. <laughs> but uh, hopefully we don't catch anything is what we're saying. That's, That's what it really you know, comes yeah, down to. You know, and uh, I hope you do stay away. You know, uh, we do love you very much. I'm bud. sick. I'm sick of TBC. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got the fever. The fever more for cowbell. more. <laughs> I need more, more TBC. Cowbell. Well, uh, unfortunately, we... we <laughs> We're picking this up uh, on a day where uh, we've got a lot of news to cover because San Diego Comic-Con was just around the corner, or was just passed, and that's the mecca of meccas, and we had a lot of information and uh, uh, sneak peeks of things coming out. Uh, we also would like to touch on a couple of deaths to, uh, uh, to start off with, and uh, we will also be doing a uh, Planet of the Apes review. 
uh, which uh, not Planet of the Apes. Uh, yes, the uh, the uh, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes review. War. Not everyone is. Caesar thinks that just because. <laughs> Swear, this is your Caesar impression. <laughs> How you, you can't even you can't even hold it in. <laughs> <laughs> You can't even do it. You can't even do it because he realizes we were doing it like uh, like like there is a specific way circus does that the voice. He's a specific. We'll, character. we'll get into it later. There are basically basically three stages. Uh, if you watch the trilogy, there's a pr- there's a progression. But anyway, let's get to the first story first, and then we'll. Well, do uh, um, uh, first story uh, to go uh, to go into is um, a a legend in the world of voice acting. Uh, who uh, did a lot of a lot of work? Hanna Barbera, Looney Tunes, you name it. Um, uh, best known for the Rocky and Bullwinkle family of shows. Uh, June Foray passed away. Uh, if anyone has watched any of those old shows, she was she did the voice of Granny in the uh, Looney Tunes cartoons. You know the the owner of Tweety Bird. Uh, she was uh, she was Rocky. She did tons of other voices in all the Bullwinkle uh, programs. I believe she was also Natasha. And she, you know, if you've been alive for the last 40 years and you're a fanboy, you've watched something of uh, what she was involved in. And, uh, you know, it's it's a full life. It's a very interesting life. But, uh, you know, I just felt the need to uh, point out this loss because uh, kind of one of those unsung, like, names in the world of pop culture. Just short of her 100th birthday, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. And and again, think of like like Ed. You can think of tons of work that sure, she, I, she. I grew she up been... in that era. I mean, I grew up watching old like cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Cart- cartoon Network would put on a lot of the old old cartoons, and I remember a lot. Which you don't get anymore. You don't. You don't, pl- you don't. Places She's don't Tom show, Jerry, don't broadcast Looney Tunes. She's or basically the 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 female um, uh, the female analog to Chuck Jones. Uh, more like um, 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 uh, Mel Blanc. I Mel, think. Mel Blanc. Okay. Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc. Because um, Tom Rocky, Rock, Rocky the Flying Squirrel is iconic. Yeah, huge. You know, again. I mean, everyone knows that voice, right? Uh, but uh, uh, again, one of these like again unsung, you know, names in the world of our pop culture that you know we've been living for the past forty years. You know, those cartoons were all wow, huge. Should've... Yes, yes, should've John. Yeah, yeah, she, 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 she. I had no idea. Like these, like twenty TV shows that were big and and classic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. These are these are not you know the George of the Jungle, Rocky and Bullwinkle, uh, which by the way those were cutting edge shows. Believe it or not, other times, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, that family uh, of 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 cartoons. Uh, the, she voiced May Parker for Spider Man and his Amazing Friends. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> there you go. This is what I'm talking about. She She's, has a she, resume as long as yeah, exactly, and in an, and probably in an era where there probably wasn't as much work for female voice artists as as there would later become. Because she took them all. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> hey, you got to run with it, man. You got to have your monopoly. Uh, but uh, if you've listened to any th- you know any of these cartoons over the over the past you know decades, you know her work. And you know, um, it's a it's a passing of a, of an important like you know portion. Yeah. Uh, when someone like her could do that, could dominate that field, you know, so so thoroughly because they just they just didn't hire other people. 
Um, and obviously, she was really talented and really great. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, you she you, again the, you and very diverse. That's a that's a very diverse cast of, of voices. Of she voices, did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That she did all, all over all the you know through the Hanna Barbera cartoons, through the Looney Tunes. I mean, she she was uh, she was up there. What are you checking out? Her Instagram. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the, the Google images and pretty much uh, the the characters that she's um, that she's voiced. And um, another uh, sort of in this unheralded world of uh, people who have, you know, worked behind the scenes or aren't as well known, uh, we also lost uh, Flo Steinberg, who was uh, the first lady of Marvel, sort of the first lady of Marvel. Uh, You were talking before how we recently lost uh, Stan's wife, uh, Joan. And now here we have another very important woman to Stan Lee's, you know, time as, you, as you know, the publisher of Marvel Comics and, uh, you know, his time taking it from, you know, The woman obscurity. that made the man Stan. If you want to, okay. Well, here's or, the thing, you know, like. I just you, had to come up with a slope. You, right before the show. Everything is going to be slow. Right before the show, I went, uh, right before I went to pick you up, Miguel, you, you called me, or are you on your way? Oh, no, no, you said, Flo Steinberg, I'll pass away. I'm like, what, who? And I'm guilty. I really am not as familiar with a lot of the behind the scenes. Um, as the, are a lot of people. The publishing industry. As are a lot of people. Right. But upon reading um, her bio. You're like, wow. Um, and I said, yeah, the bullpen. And you said, oh, she was the one answering the, the mail. I'm like, oh, she did the bullpen? Because even as a kid growing up in the 80s reading, um, reading the comic books, there was always the very last page of a lot of, of a lot of the uh, the the issues was the, the the bullpen, and it wasn't Stan who was answering them. Of course, it was he was this woman here. There you go, exactly. And uh, she she troopered on through a lot of Marvel's history, and was still working for them even as like as recently uh, from the '90s on as like a proofreader. So she was like had been there from that period in the early '60s. Uh, up, up until re- up, up until just quite recently, wow. and again, this was like you said, his gal Friday. This was she was helping him run the offices, you know, handle talent, answer phones, all over the place. <clears throat> uh, uh, again, uh, Marvel Comics: The Secret History, the Untold Story. I'm sorry, is a great book because uh, she figures into it, and they talk about some of the things that, like we think now, Marvel is a gigantic operation, but like even Marvel was a big deal back in the day, but. It was really a lot more um, spit and bailing wire holding things together than like we would imagine. So like when they would have things like the Howard Duck, the Duck for President, like campaigns and stuff that was like people like Flo or whatever who were back there like stuffing envelopes individually and licking each and every single envelope and sending them out for the you know for returns or prizes. Yeah, or and it was like it's that. not like Marvel back then was owned by as we know today like a Disney. Th- yeah, yeah no. it's owned by Disney. No, Marvel was a. Um, it wasn't publishing. Not it wasn't big publishing. We're not talking about Condé Nast or anything. Right. We're talking about comic books, and they dealt. Yes, they dealt in the millions, small M. Yeah. Right. Um, but even even then, I like we were talking about Lee, and how oh you know his wife passed away, here um, um, his 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 gal Friday pa- passes away, he's he's pretty up there. 
And uh, granted that, yeah, you know, Stan looks great for his age and all, but, you know, uh, we want Stan to be around um, longer. Um, it's an and, it, 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 these. It, we're going to hear about more of these kind of losses from that era. Maybe Stan will be the last one to go or something. But but even then, I go. It's, well, it is. It's he's up there. It's and it's you, and you have yeah. to it really. This becomes a discussion about Stan. Like, um, you know, it's not like he he should be worth billions. We, well, we, not, we 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 talked know. a little about this. I again, I, my I think Stan is um, the character of Stanley. Steve Jobs of comic books. He, you are not far off at at all. You that you 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 made that as a cavalier joke, but I'm telling you right now that's no, I, there's a lot to be said about Stan that is not evaded so much of the industry. Yeah. He brought something other people didn't bring. Um, he he was a visionary, but there is a sense of I think his sins are sins of omission, not sins of commission. I think the things that Stan could have done, and there may be reasons why he didn't do them. Um, they're not what we would have liked to have, you know, when you have a hero, you're like, ah, they always did the right thing. It's like, uh, Stan, Stan could have exercised a little more power on behalf of other people and he didn't. That said, like you said, hearing about a death like this, Flo's death, just re it brings, it brings home that, eh, Stan will be lucky to get a few more years out of Stan, you know? And, um, it's, you know, it's a, it's the a, it's a telling portrait of mortality. And you know we <laughs> we are very much caught in that gap where we are we were young enough to even to, know Stan to know to know to even know the bull what the bullpen was right yeah exactly right? exactly um, whereas like someone like my son um, like Stan you know, you mean the guy that's been in all the Marvel movies yeah there there's gonna be <clears throat> there's a difference there's gonna be a different appreciation yeah who's that old guy in the movie right. yeah. exactly that they're not gonna they're they're not going to know but again a death like this just brings that home and so uh, a a moment of silence for both Flo and for uh, and for and for June. All right. Uh, uh, other business that we have to get to is the fact that, uh, and I, w I wanted to do a quick uh, review of it. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. What ooh let the apes out. Miguel, Caesar feel. <laughs> you have not gotten. You got. You got to see. It's what he's. It's the the, the what he's really doing is the, the PC hand gesture. Doing, his hand gesture <laughs> says Caesar. You know it's Caesar already. <laughs> That's that's commitment to the character. That's the sort of thing he 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 did some refining. He said, "What am I going to do? I'm going to do this this half-ass Caesar impression. I got to do something that says hand gesture." The hand gesture, hand gesture just comes out there. Um, War for the Planet of the Apes came out. Matt Reeves directing. We've got Andy Serkis returning. And again, Johnny, if you're if that theme sounds familiar, Matt Reeves is helmed to do the Batman. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna helm the Batman that's coming out. So uh, more on that later. Now. Uh, John, you didn't see it, right? Okay, so again, spoiler have discussion. Have you seen any of the the, the, the apes? I think the uh, yeah the originals. But you didn't see the you didn't see any of these new ones. I didn't see any of the new. Uh, oh, okay. You know, the, you're in for Mark a treat. Wahlberg. Um, no, not not uh, not, no, 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 not no. the Wahlberg one. Not the Wahlberg one. No, no. The Wahlberg <laughs> hey, version <laughs> was the one that was done by. Uh, you see my movie Transformers. <laughs> say hi to my mom for me. Hey, hey. Say to my mom. Say hi to your mom for me. Hey, Professor Cornelius. <laughs> hey, hey. You want a banana? <laughs> Do you like bananas? You like bananas? That's great. No. 
No, I would never give you bananas. <laughs> I'm standing again. That's a half-ass Mark Wahlberg. Uh, but that's the Tim Burton version that was done some time ago. They made these. They made this new version, um, which uh, Rupert Wyatt, I believe, directed the first one, and uh, that's the one with uh, Franco was out. And it's a surprisingly really good movie. Like that was the thing when you started. You, when I, I don't know about you, Ed, when these Apes movies first got announced. What was your initial reaction? Was uh, n- no excitement because uh, I real again the the memories of the Tim Burton one were Lingers. still was yeah because I not great movies uh, not not a, not a great movie no it was not it right. was not a great movie I gotta say maybe it's why I wasn't motivated to see it right away but uh, I felt the same way about Spider Man when I first heard the new reboot announcements. You're like uh, this like, again. How many reboots? How many times is this going to be tried? To, but surprisingly, you know? now here at this in in hindsight, um, the first of these reboots, the one with uh, with Franco, mm-hmm. is Franco. is the weakest link of the, of this trilogy. Yeah, but it's here. A, but you know, but it's, it's a build up towards. But something. it's a build up. Right. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. Even saying that, Ed. It was still a very solid movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, you know, and that's what was so, you know, I, I was as much as like, I, I don't really want to. Because I, I, in my family, the Apes movie, I told you, the Apes movie in my family were kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, whenever they were on, especially the first one, but throughout the rest of them, they were on. I had an aunt who she got the Planet of the Apes haircut, which apparently was a rage <laughs> at the time when the films came out. Really? I'm not joking. I am not joking. You'll make Ape- a monkey out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Dr. Zayas. Well, I mean, Apes Apes had a big pop culture moment. When it initially came out, especially the first one because it's so well done. And, yeah, you know, such a big st- production for back then. For back know? then, the yeah. makeup and everything. You know, you, we can quibble. We watched a little bit of it the other day. And well, suddenly 70, it was uh, it was Charlton Heston smoking a cigar in a spaceship, <laughs> and we're kind of like, I think air is at a premium, Chuck. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's just like it's like everyone and else comes, was, and he's coming back like two thousand years, right? Like into the future. He's well, well, back, well. Like, the, here's the other Cuban, thing: like, is like <laughs> he was the only one awake in that scene, and he's he's the only one who was awake, and it's kind of like he was sneaking the cigar because no one else was going to tell on him. It's like, all right, I've been having that nicotine itch. Going to be gone. And, hey, I'm, I'm, this is my, last, to, was, my last smoke for a thousand years, man. What do you want? I was able to handle the crave for 500 years. But, <laughs> exactly. But then I just I just had the surge. We ran out of those damn nicotine patches. <laughs> but let's let's get into like the initial um, uh, impressions of, of this particular one, war. Right, right, right. right. Uh, well, uh, um, it picks up. Where Matt Le- Reeves left off, who had, you know he had come in and to direct this the 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 the, mm-hmm. the 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 sequel. And where does this pick up from? So basically, everything begins. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do something. <laughs> but like, really do brief. they ha- do do they keep in continuity with like the second it's reboot? Not, or, not at no, all. Nothing like that. It's it's, 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 it's actually reboot. a bit. It's a standalone. Murky for me really? as I've tried to look into it. Some people have said, "Oh no, this is definitely like the history for the 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 Heston films," which I don't see how that works myself and there are others who say no it's kind of a soft reboot thing they're retelling this story but and that's th- which is what i think which because, yeah which i think is i think actually Jonathan, is the way what happens it. is and this is i don't think i'm really giving giving you uh a it's lot of called the planet of the apes you gotta <laughs> franco james, do we win <laughs> james james franco is a scientist who experiments on uh on he's a geneticist and he Animal experiments cruelty. and he experiments on on uh, on HM, uh, 
Was yeah, yeah, chimpanzee, chimpanzee. 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 He's in, he, which he raises then sort of on his own. Uh, it's and the it's the drugs or whatever he's using. Uh, enhance enhances his, his intelligence. Right. And Franco's doing this because Franco has a personal stake. He has a father who's suffering from Alzheimer's. And so this is like really a two-prong. The, the movie is really touching, that first film, because you have the whole, he's doing this for his father, but then he has this relationship with this chimpanzee that he is, you know, the chimpanzee with its enhanced intelligence is acting, and he's responding to it like a human being. It's flowers for Algernon. Without the decline with, in, with, in, in, in without the, the decline and, and with apes and with apes and with so, apes and then and this when, also got in the first film was linked up with a virus of some kind. Yeah. So there's and a, there's at the a, end of it, you give a release of the apes who have a, a, a enhanced intelligence, and then a release of a virus that decimates a lot of the population. And that was that basically the end of the first film. The, the second film is living in the world. That's now developed. So Caesar, who was the again the, the ape that was raised by Franco, is basically the leader of a community of these uh, uh, talking intelligent apes. And there's the a power, virus there's a power, has yeah. decimated most of the people on the planet. But as n happens with viruses, you know that essentially, eventually, what goes on is uh, some people uh, develop immunities, and so there are pockets of humanity left over, right? And the pockets of humanity. Um, you know, they're trying to get their life back in the order and they come into clash with the apes. And eventually what, what essentially happens is, is that you have one member of uh, the apes, Koba, mm -hmm. who actually was introduced in that first film. Right. He's a, he's sort of a character you see who is one of these apes that have been experimented on and, you know, tortured more or less. And he, he, he is a... Um, if there's a 1% chance, we have to take it as a certainty type guy with the humans. And that leads to the clash and everything. And then we find out at the end of that film that there has been some reorganization of the government, at least the armed forces. Mm -hmm. And a message goes out to them and talks about the apes and talks about, the, you know, the, the virus, the virus, and, the virus and yada, yada, yada. And the movie picks up. Uh, it's about two years or something after that. Yeah. Caesar is is he's. Okay, so he's ape Moses. There, there. Yeah, well, you know, there's a <laughs> as a character piece because this, I, I, I kid you not, Caesar Andy Circus is the star of the show, not not a human. And basically, I've told Miguel this. This is where the trans. This CGI is this this is succeeds it's where taking our job. This this succeeds where the Transformers don't. The Transformers franchise doesn't do not because. Um, you have someone like Andy Serkis, an actor who has gotten most of his work through uh, through uh, mocap, CGI. He's the father. He, I would say, the the father of modern mocap. Right. Um, he is the star of the show, and you have the performances that were so so strong. Okay, because uh, especially with this with this third one, where a lot of the dialogue is done, where you have other it's half sign language, half grunting, right. half so ooh, they're ooh. you have to buy into this world and buy into these characters, and you do, and the film does it. Um, I think that this film took all the things that were groundbreaking about that first film and continued them, so there was no like changeover in the CG. If CG was all uniform, uniformly accepted, uh, uh, exceptional, and. Uh, as Ed said, you are really on a character arc with with these 
apes and with Caesar in particular. It's one of the best like multi-film like progressions of a character and a story. I, I again, I not I would not have expected uh, with the Planet of the Apes uh, uh, film. Here's a great example. Um, so there's a, there is in in of all three of of, of these films within the trilogy. There's always, there's at least one bad villain, right? In this third installment, <laughs> the bad guy is is played by Woody Harrelson. Oh, uh, jeez, gee whiz, Mister Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so you have these moments where there's a back and forth going on between Caesar and, and how Woody Harrelson since he was in uh, Thirteen Monkeys. Was he? Yeah, I, I can't remember. I don't. I don't want to know. We're not. We're moving forward past that joke. Uh, but yeah, but Harrelson is amazing in the film, and like you said, the back and forth, the, the, like those scenes where it's like they're talking. Oh, you really are intelligent. So emotional. So emotional. I'm like, <laughs> my jaw is like, my mouth was like half open. And and the whole also, time what was what's it. really good is that I think given the same thing in the second film, while Koba is the you know marginal villain of the second film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Gary Oldman's character, who was definitely an antagonist, but he wasn't evil. He no, was not he mustache twirling. So too, not really the, the Colonel, which is uh, uh, Harrelson's character in mm. this. Jason, was Jason Clark? No, Jason Clark. Jason was Clark was pro, in the second one. Was yeah, that's right. So, but uh, uh, he, Harrelson is is in this movie, and he, the reasoning behind like his sort of what he does, barbarity, you know, cruelty. You understand. They, they they don't make it like he's just evil, oh, he's no. hurt wants to hurt the apes. They're like this is and which goes to I think what these movies are, at least going on from the second film, which is this was a serious these were serious sci fi post apocalyptic dramas. That's how they played out with a, th- a coding of a couple other movies, and we'll get into what mm-hmm. I think those two movies are, uh to those two genres are. But uh yeah, because Harrelson plays that decision making when he goes through it eventually at one point mm-hmm. talking about the virus talking about what he had to do talking about the stakes for him it 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 well, works they're, they're and also, they're somehow both. circus makes you believe that he's having this conversation w- with a freaking well chimpanzee. they both sell the hell out of the fact that they're both characters of uh they're both products of tragedy right Tra- yeah, harrelson tragedy? is completely yeah. you know like spoiler show spoiler yeah this is spoiler. This is spoiler. He, he, he lost a daughter or did he no, that little girl. No, he no, no no. Harrelson loses his son. He tells a son, who and he has to remember. He says, "I would not ask anyone to do what I would not do myself." Mm. When his son, because in this part of the movie, to, I think in some ways to link up with, which is again, why I'm saying it's kind of fuzzy. What kind of is it a reboot or a reimagining? But the virus that is out there is now mutating, and apparently, its mutation is doing something to the human brain. Which causes them fun. to be mute. They can't. They can't speak. I don't. And again, I'm not even sure if what what that is. But I can think that if suddenly everyone in the world no longer spoke, mm. and there was no way to communicate any information, human society would break down pretty fast. Now sure. you're already dealing with a society that's already on the brink, and now you're going to inject the idea that no one can transfer any information from one generation to the next Hold one on. person are you next. are you prophesying the the like a post apocalyptic society sorry <laughs> what was that what was that uh, both of you no you, you go ahead. no i was just saying i was just asking hey, are you prophesying a post apocalyptic society right now 
Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that in the movie. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, I thought you were. Oh. Uh, no, you're Jesus, like, God. We are on the brink. I'm like, we are? No, no, I don't work for the Trump Ooh. administration. Wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Caesar say, put money in the politics jar right now. <laughs> but, ooh, uh, ooh, 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 ooh. But, um. Well, my question was, uh, was it just speaking or all language, like writing? And well, the, okay, so there's uh, another character typing. in this movie. Where <laughs> John, John Trump hasn't seen it blowing holes in the plot already. Wait a minute. You know, I don't, I'm not quite totally buying this. I mean, if they could text each other, I mean, uh, yeah, things would well, still so, work out pretty so well. So Caesar, Caesar makes a journey, right? Because he's, uh, he's on a war path because, again, he, a product of, of, of tragedy where his wife and, and, and son were well, murdered. Well, 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 the, to, 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 to back up a little, a little more of the, of, of the setting is that Caesar and his apes are off someplace else, mm -hmm. more or less in hiding. Right. This a section of the armed forces led by this colonel or seems to be wants to wipe them out. And, they yeah, and all they, by the way, they, and all they want is just peace. They just want to be left alone. Left be left but alone. But the the humans, pockets of the humans apparently believe are still have problems with the whole idea that the the apes spread the virus. And then Wood like Harrelson's Woody Harrelson's character <laughs> is also very paranoid about what this portends for the future. Harrelson's character is like we are now susceptible to this virus, which is turning us into these, into 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 mutes, into sloths. And now we have the apes have ascended up the evolutionary ladder and are smarter. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're smarter than us. You're stronger than us. And the, you know, yeah. But well, he's smart. He's like you're you're at least as smart as us. You're stronger. You're better. You know. And they show that throughout the film. Yeah. That the ape, you know, the truth is chimpanzees, apes of any kind are physically more like right. three to four times stronger like and can do physical, yeah. so, physical feats that wouldn't, you know, we could never yeah. hope to accomplish. So Woody's argument is, well, it's law of nature. We're here to kill you off because otherwise you're going to kill us. Right. So, I mean, we don't want to die. So we're going to take you. Right. Take, take and you so it's out. understand that. So he is as the bad guy is understandable and he's been going after and Koba again is a, who is a figure for, again from the first film. Mm played a larger part in the second film, is still a figure here in this third film because you're dealing with the aftermath that Koba had his own followers amongst the apes. And you have some of the some of Koba's apes have turned to the American military and are working with them, kind of like scouts and something used to do, you know, during the Old West. Um, at which brings me to the, the beginning of the film. You, you said it starts with essentially uh, the colonel trying to wipe out Caesar, takes out Caesar's wife and and uh, uh, another child and essentially starts out the movie into being what i would call a western revenge film it really starts out as okay i got to take my the ape you guys have got to go someplace else but i have to deal with this by i have to i have to deal i have to deal with this i have to kill the colonel personally and so caesar even though he's the leader and he has all those responsibilities is like killed my wife killed my child I got to go off and do something about this. And then, you know, sort of assembles an ape posse, if you will, of other apes to go on this. And it is very, it's, it's very unforgiven with apes for a second there. Right. It's very, the they, searches they, with apes. So Caesar makes his journey. And of course he has um, a, a small group, dedicated group. That's like, we're not going to let you go on your own, Caesar. We're here to protect you because you're our, you're our leader. They pick up a a a a, um, a straddler, uh, like a, a a a human girl, who is not able to communicate verbally. On top of that, she's um, in, like in terms of her mental facilities, she doesn't seem all there either. 
Yeah, and we don't again. We're not know if that's naturally or again if the virus right. or whatever is going on there. But but one of but the the uh, the orangutan um, Maurice Maurice takes um um takes uh, um pity pity on her more or less and says yeah, I can't, can't leave, leave her, her here. Alone. I yeah. can't. I, I, she's sort of set up as the sort of idea that you know. Caesar's Caesar's Caesar as a character is caught up in this basically a race war, right? Yeah. yeah. But he is not himself a racist. No. He if anything, and he can't because if anything he still considers James Franco his father. His father, exactly. Him. He he doesn't he has this and yet he knows he has this responsibility to his to his people and he's again, it's a great characterization where he's it's, the it's only very, one who talks. Well, not not well, not, yeah. no. Well, that brings us to, that you know, again us. that to a couple another character that they pick up during this sort of like Western revenge thing is they meet this other ape who's a hairless ape who I don't know if that's again if that's due to experimentations mm-hmm. or something but he's called and he calls himself bad ape and, and he, he can't speak and, and he can't, can't speak. talk and he's intelli- not and he was a group from separate from Caesar's group so he doesn't have this sort of history or anything and he can speak pretty well and Caesar's like how do you how do you talk he says I, I listen I got smart and I listened he says, and I know people. I would do things, and people would say. By the way, Miguel bad is, ape, bad ape. Know, Miguel is making the, uh, the I'm hand making, gestures. I'm making hand gestures <laughs> now myself. Uh, and uh, that's Steve Zahn, who Steve Zahn oh, it is. Okay, yeah, Steve Zahn right. plays the character who definitely is there for comedic relief. But he, um, but he plays. But he's a... he's he's used. He, they may have used him a little too much with the comedic relief for me uh, once or twice. But um, I I'm not really. I, I think a film like this needed some of that comedic relief. Uh, and Zahn uh, did it very well, but his character also has another side because he's comedic relief, but then he's part of the drama too. There's that whole scene where he's, he, um, explains to, he explains in, to Caesar something a, uh, and um, about his past, and it's very well done. It's very like, in, I really buy this. In, li- in literary arts and theater arts, he's what you call the, f- uh, the fool. Like, let's say... Um, I, and he, he's he's a comedic relief character. He's definitely a comedic relief mm-hmm. character. But they gave him some of these depths. Yeah, you know, uh, you know the the like the genuine like joy to see other people because he's like by himself and he's like, oh, you, I thought you were humans. I, you know, I'm yeah. so happy to see you. And then there's a he's asks basically he asks Caesar is like, where are you going? What are you what are you on your way to do? And essentially Caesar tells him about you know I lost a child, I lost my wife. And the ape, bad ape, says, you know, I lost a child, too. I lost a wife. Maybe I will help you, you know, on this. So it sort of, like, grabs this other this other character, uh, goes along with him. And then the film transfers over into the other part of, of the film, which is it's, first it's a Western, and then it becomes <laughs> yeah. a World War II POW camp movie. It you really does. It. Now, you saw, it, you saw it before I did, and you said... Dude, this is uh, the this great is, escape. This, this is the great escape from like, the planet of the apes. And I got really curious. I'm like, uh, so there's there uh, a, Charlton, a, a, a Charles Bronson hey, like analog hey, to this? Give me a banana. <laughs> uh, Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen ape. Of course. Um, yeah. Is there a uh, the um, scene where Caesar rides the motorcycle? <laughs> Is one of the best. I mean, it's amazing. You know, it's uh, going to go down in history. But yeah, it really is this. And I'm like, I'm like, is there a spear Chucker Jones? You know, with the with the grenades. That's what I want. That's Spear Chucker Jones. Not Spear Chucker Jones. That's that's Mash. That's yeah, Mash. Exactly. Uh, the um, the the Jim Brown. The, the, yeah, the, Jim Brown grenades. from from that's the, from what the I want to see. Dozen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, was you know I'm trying to think. Was there? 
kind of wasn't there a, a a scene with the one there isn't there the one ape that uh now i'm i'm now oh, mistaken tossing the oh the well the with the poop there's tossing of the poop yeah there is just yeah i don't know <laughs> the tossing of the poop because it. monkeys throw crap exactly um but uh yeah it becomes then suddenly this film where it's Oh, the apes have gotten captured somehow. They're enslaved. They're, they're, Caesar, they're... Is, Caesar is now, uh, you know, captured with them, and he's a figure within the prison camp uh, that the colonel knows he can't outright kill because that would cause a rebellion, and yet he can't allow him to maintain the control he has. So again, he gets so, a sort of like sounds just like Nelson Mandela. Well, we'll get this. We'll get this. The movie turns into another different genre, okay? okay. Which is the aside from the Great Escape. I'm like Django, it becomes. It goes a little no, Django. I said, I said, this turns into like the Ten Commandments, or <laughs> if you want to, if you want to uh, say it different, uh, like a, um, um, a Spartacus. Yeah, it it, it suddenly it ooh, has that. Ooh, ooh, it's, you know, it's, it's the, has this. It is. I, <laughs> I, I am, am Caesar. I am Caesar. But uh, yeah, you're not. You're not right that they they it it's set up in a way that it really is a mythology we're learning. From the first film through the second film through this one, this is the hero's journey thing. This is literally the 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 leader who has to lead his people into the promised land type deal. Which there is a, a literal ape a promised literal land. promised land scene, you know. And I'm like, well, there's the irony. This is this is the yeah. this is the end of uh, Ten Commandments, and there's no Chuck Heston in sight. <laughs> but 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 he, you know, the death is very much like the the death of the biblical Moses. You know, not able to actually make it the final yards yeah. into what, you know, into peace, prosperity, yada, yada, yada. And this film, if you want, again, this watch, you goes like, okay, this was the story of eight Jesus, eight Moses, that sort of character. That's who that, that's who that he would be generations from, you know, whatever the founding of that is. How do we, mommy, daddy, how did we get here? Well, well, a long time ago. <laughs> And so on and so forth. Now, here's my hope, uh, and, and I, w- I would like to get your take on this. Do you want it to just end, or do you want them to make more? Because I am, a, I they d- leave this trilogy, leave it alone, leave it alone. Um, There's no need to go any further. Well, let me ask how how has it done? Uh, how has it done in the box office? I uh, check the numbers yourself, but I actually think it's been somewhat disappointing. Even like not a movie. flop, but it's not quite doing the numbers given how popular that second film was. Because that's the other thing. That second, the first film was a really, you know, a, a, um, a, a surprise, did solid but not necessarily great, and wasn't necessarily a gigantic expense. Now, the second film, I, I think, kind of was like, oh, can it be as good as the first? And um, it did even better. The budget is $150 million. Uh, box office, it's only made... Um, a one eighty one point two, that's thirty million in the bank, and it's only been it's been out since. Now I don't even know if that box office is worldwide or or American, because I think the I think it's American box office would be one hundred eighty one by now. I don't think it would be worldwide. Worldwide's got to be more. A uh, worldwide total to, total, a one hundred one point two. Really? Yeah. Not see, like I said, that's not, pro- that's not promising. It's not. It's and not. It's really. Uh, it's and, really and you think again, like I said, that second film was so well received, and people were so excited, and this one has gotten good reviews across yeah. the board, but it doesn't seem to be doing the numbers uh, that it needs to do. I don't think that's a profit that would make the executives go, "Yeah, let's do another." But I think it's. I think it was a marketer well. 
you know. I think this wasn't marketed as well as, as the other ones. But it's also, I, it's, I also think the other part is this. Um, I think the title, it was called War for war the Planet of the Apes. I get why that's a big dramatic title. Mm. Ed, was this a war movie? No. Um, no. It wasn't a war. No, it's a uh, yeah, but I can see um, Moses movie. But I can see the war in this movie. Yeah, but you I know. think that that's that's now, an issue. I think, I think when you were told War of the Planet of the Apes, and let's look at those trailers. Well, it's okay. And you see that that's big a great battles point. That's with a the apes point. fighting the, the, the you know the American military. You kind of think a, war, a movie like this is going to have a lot of that, so, and it's not. It's I think a very tight psychological character. I think what thing. certain fanboys were expecting were, you know. Um, you have humanoid-looking apes wearing the armor with machi- town machine guns. And they show that in the trailers. Wearing the armor? You have the whole section. Remember I said Koba's troops. Koba's guys who are with the American military, remember. So they show apes in the gear with the machine guns and all the rest. You are shown in the trailers that, again, part of that first sequence, which mm-hmm. is, again, that first assault against the apes and you have the big battle sequences with the apes coming in on cavalry all very awesome great stuff but let's not make pretend that that was the whole movie no it wasn't and i think that that is why when you get that is like part of it will be some people oh it's not what i wanted so even if they like it they're not going to be like oh it was great because like it was like how, how did you like it i think most people's opinion was like oh it was different i didn't it wasn't what i expected well you we might be and then if, you, if someone asks oh was it a big action movie and you have to honestly say well no it really wasn't i can see that affecting the outcome of of the box office a bit but i also think you're also right ed i don't think that this was a well-marketed movie um, i, I uh, mean the trailers the, were, were, were great to the but, first film okay with a budget of 93 million it made to date 481.8 uh, five times the budget okay. mm-hmm. um let's go to the next one dawn okay with a budget they whoa yeah you know they they a budget of 235 um and made seven yeah. hundred ten that's who knows it may pick up with with sales and like down the line. See, and and you know, here's my question for a mil- movie like Apes going forward, or or movies like that is, is, is the possibility of them getting that second life, it digitally is that past, like the people just like pirate so much it doesn't matter. Like, like what Batman Begins, what happened was is it did mar- it did well in the box office, but it was solid. But mm-hmm. what didn't blow the door? It wasn't a billion dollar movie, but then. Once the DVD, DVD sales, sales, sales kicked in, people started seeing that it's on demand sales. People, oh, okay. And I think sort of a similar thing happened with the first and the second Apes films. And yet, why is this film having so, you know, it's a, it's an odd thing to see that. But in any case, it's a solid, I would recommend it's a solid, the movie. Yeah, it's a movie. I recommend the movie. It, it's really well done. The effects are there. The characters are there. And if you want to see a really good, like, stick the landing to the third part, which seems to be a thing in Hollywood that it's always a... Yeah, that third one eh, was a little shaky, so we're going to have to make a fourth one. <laughs> um, this sort of breaks that curse. And again, I don't want to see any more. I don't need... I don't need not the Adventures because, of Cornelius. Not, again, not because it's... <laughs> not I don't because, need Maurice Rides again. Not because um, we don't want to see more, but because this this really... It's a nice bow. It's a nice send-off. It does. Yeah. It is. It is. It is, definitely, it is definitely the sort of thing there where they they wrap it up very nicely. And again, I recommend it. Ed recommend it. You should get around to seeing it. Definitely. In 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 general, uh, this review actually makes me want to see it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, go watch it. 
<laughs> That's <laughs> such it, a man. horrible John. Andy Circus as I don't know. There's I gotta say there's there's a, there just seems to be like just gruff gruff Asian neighbor. I don't know what that means. It's, that, a, you it's know, a, you're racist. You're racist. No, it's like like that sounds to me like the guy hey, that apes lives matter. No, 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 no. Really, and you kind of sound like he's like 56. He's you know he's the neighbor that you're 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 right next to. Wait, are you still describing the the? Gruff yeah, yeah, Asian he's the gruff Asian neighbor. I mean, it's like, uh, hey, why does he have to be Asian? That's what I want to know. I, there's something about your inflection that says that's like. Now that's racist. Did you hear that? <laughs> In any case, something about your inflection. <laughs> to get off now, now to to pivot off of off of racist racist inflections. <laughs> Let's go to San Diego Comic Con, which was just this weekend. With well, all sorts, of, with all sorts of um, news, a good plenness and nonsense and. Mustache Gate. Mustache. We'll get into Mustache we'll get into Gate. That. But first uh, off, uh, let's get to the first. Uh, um. Uh, okay. Uh. First off the top of the list, I'd like to talk about Ed, if you don't mind. Um, the tr- the second trailer to drop, uh, big trailer to drop, which was the Thor Ragnarok trailer, uh, which uh, Taika Waititi's uh, big cosmic extravaganza with the the gods of the gods of thunder uh, and the Incredible Hulk, Loki, which I, which we're hearing now is uh, what. 70 percent uh ad-libbed or 80 percent a lot of they're it saying that ad-libbed? a lot of it was ad-libbed we'll have to see how that does work out i am actually one of these guys that has been back and forth on this head when i first heard about ragnarok i was like good i want to see a big badass Hulk thor movie so how are you now and that was my i was like okay then you see the then you see taika taking over as director and then you see that first trailer it's like okay it's not gonna be as maybe as hardcore as i would like it's going to be very, very comedy filled. That seemed to be the Marvel way of adding a lot of humor to things. Mm-hmm. But again, I was against it. Not everything could be Deadpool. Again, then I was for it. And then eventually what happened was, is that uh, I really like this trailer. I really, really enjoyed this trailer. However, I did have, a, I, I did sort of see a lot of that, a lot of the humor being involved like like being at the forefront and i think there's more than enough badass stuff in it to counter to counteract that but i am now also going back to like thor like like smoldering fire <laughs> meanwhile hulk is like raging hulk like I, raging no, fire. no look i'm not saying that the stuff the, the the stuff worked and it was it's a really good trailer like like this was i love the music I, again i'm not gonna i'm gonna give a, a taika a lot of leeway i'm gonna give him a lot of you know, rope to hang himself because, quite frankly, what I've even if I'm like, I wish it was not quite as leaning on the humor. The, the other issue is that uh, the other stuff looks real badass. So, Ed, what did you your first viewing of 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 the Ragnarok trailer? What did you? Um, you the, again, the thing that stands out the most is the humor. Mm-hmm. Okay. The di- The it's all of a sudden it's a buddy cop between Hemsworth and and Ruffalo. And you're like, what? We're getting this? I'm really excited. I'm really excited. And we just this. recently had a fight. Did I win? No. No. Uh, I beat you I beat easily. You. Uh, which goes so to what we were saying about right. the, uh, well, the, the ad-libbingness. <laughs> that, you know, Hemsworth has shown himself to be outside of the Thor films, which he hasn't had the success mm-hmm. I think he should have. Right. This is a different type but of But he is, movie. they have shown in that, that 
what he can handle, that he can handle improv and comedy mm-hmm. and good timing very well. So, okay, so Tyke is taking that, you know, up to the next notch. Um, we're getting a continuation of whatever Loki's sto- sto- story is. We're, Hela looks absolutely fantastic. You and I were talking, of course, about... Can we can't believe that we're going to get the executioner I, I heard with the, his double M16s. I heard that um uh from the from Clyder that Hulk um there's going to be a power struggle an inner power struggle with Banner between Hulk and Which Banner. I I I I, I or, or that, that was like a speculation, right? Well, I well I was here's what I'm hoping is I'm hoping that they do seeing as they've put Hulk into this movie. Mm-hmm. They've transferred part of his one World of his War comical Hulk. his his uh, Planet Hulk World War Hulk story to this. Uh, I hope that there's some furthering of the character, and I think that like, that last part of the trailer alludes to that because we haven't really seen Hulk speak in the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. and here he is having a conversation, a, a conversation with Thor. But it's also more <laughs> more so what I'm what really want to get what I'm getting at is the speculation that well, last last when we checked in with the Hulk. He left the Avengers and leaving his girlfriend, right? Not okay, and Ed. So, let's. She wasn't his girlfriend. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You're saying Banner and 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 Natasha weren't an item. That was that was Ed. Do I have to explain it? it I really, I'm disappointed in you. No, no, no. But <laughs> that was. Really that's what I'm saying. That's what we. we it were wasn't doing. a girl. They weren't Ed. They hadn't even consummated. What they were? Yes, Ed. Pay attention to the movie. They hadn't consummated. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. They but. hadn't consummated. I'm sorry, I, I, Edward. I'm sorry. I'm touchy about this subject. But <laughs> but my issue is this: is that online people were like, "I can't it was such a horrible storyline." This and that, and it's like all it was was two adults making a, a two adults making a haphazard like, "Hey, maybe we could be in a relationship." That's all that happened. And he explained why he didn't think it would be, and she said, I think we can, and blah, blah, blah. And they went into the permutations, but it wasn't, I'm in love with you forever, nor was it, no, we've been an item, we're we're in a relationship. It was, could we be in a relationship? That's all that I, was. I think it was more than just could be. But Flirting what I'm getting at is that... And it didn't come out of nowhere, because the seeds of that were in the first film. But what I'm getting at is we're in the first that, Avengers. Um, maybe now the Hulk doesn't want to let go of the... of of. I think you could. I think an argument could be made about because uh, the speculation of Scar right, being in this that he's been if if That's Hulk has I'm been away at. for almost two years, yeah. could you g- get into a Planet Hulk type storyline? Could you do that? And, and again, that's what I'm saying. Moving the the character of Hulk forward, mm-hmm. uh, having him talk, uh, like I said, getting into the whole Banner stuff. I mean, that I think that that can only help. And you you know, it's good to have a, a movie like this. Um, with a guest star, because it just reminds me of comics. You know, it w- it wasn't a big deal to just be like, and hey, next issue of Punisher, hey, Ghost Rider's going to show up. Why? Just because. Because <laughs> it's fun. And I like, and again, it is it is just fun to have a, a, a Thor movie where we're going to get, you know, Hulk there. Uh, you know what was, uh, you know what's an interesting thing about this trailer, Ed? Is that, uh, there's one element we didn't see. Can you think of what I'm thinking of? One element we didn't get. One element we did not see. No Odin. Oh yeah. No Anthony Hopkins. I was kind of thinking that they would get you know because that's been Who the. Who is th- in the cast? He's in the cast. Yes, he's in the cast. But I'm saying we didn't see exactly what they're going to do. As a matter of fact, I think we haven't seen the bulk of what this movie is going to really be. You be- think it's a throw-off trailer? No, well, not a throw-off, like, but I think that there's... 
right there, now there are trailers I've seen. Oh where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Misled. Yeah. I'm like, I go to the movie. I'm like, what? That what? Because <laughs> um, what I really uh, was looking up here is that uh, Clancy Brown has been cast as yeah, he's going to be Surter. Sur- yeah. Surter. Yeah, um, and so like you bring in Clancy all these Brown other... had also played Odin in the Earth's Mightiest cartoon. Yes, and you bring in all these other ancillary characters that that are in that are part of the Thor the, mythology. The Thor yeah. mythology, right? So he looks like a Hawaiian Negan. Well, that's Ty- Taika. That's Taika. <laughs> that, by the way, have you seen? He's that? Hawaiian Wait, Negan, John. Which you... <laughs> back to mustache game. <laughs> have you ever seen Green Lantern the movie? No. He's he's the, 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 the it is bad but he's bullet, he's a sidekick. Taika. Well, 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 which goes to the whole when Taika was announced as the as the director, I said, thank God he did GL. He knows how to he knows how not to make a shitty <laughs> superhero movie. But he knows how to make comedy. Uh, he is of he directed the uh, the the Flight of the Concords. He's a Concords guy. He's he has a couple of you, I know you well received films under his right. under his belt. Uh, what we do in the shadows and uh, Hunt for the Wilder People mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I again this this trailer put a smile on my face, um, and it doesn't give you much, and it doesn't give you much, and the movie is not that long of a wait. Nope. You know, it's November. Uh, what others? Uh, 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 Marvel uh, news? Did we hear uh, coming out of San Diego Comic Con? Um, we got some casting news. Well, there's Defenders. Oh, that we got the de- oh the Defenders trailer. That's Defenders right, the Defenders trailer, trailer. which uh, comes out um, next uh, next month. It didn't wow me. You know what? Surprisingly, this one did not. I can tell you why. Why? You go, Iron because Fist. the Iron Fist is in it. <laughs> <laughs> or this, well, listen. They, I, I think that they, again, this is the meta moment, right? It's like, well, it's my chi, and they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> so, like, it, 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 this this might be the uh, the opportunity for redemption. For no, I, I, you know I, what's I'm crazy? Ex- I can't believe that they they reveal that he dies early on in the trailer. That's who that's crazy. Who? Uh, Iron Fist. Stop it! <laughs> Stop. Anywho, uh, you know, uh, I like the other two teasers trailers that we had mm. more than this. I don't know why, and this revealed a little more. We obviously know now that Elektra is linked with uh, Ellen Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the daredevil can smell the difference between pork and turkey or something. And you, you never know when that's going to come in handy. <laughs> there have been times, John, there have been times where I said, damn it, if only I could send smell. it back. Send it back. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, uh, listen, I'm excited. Um, I- I'm excited for it because um, daredevil. Oh, look, look, again, as a culmination of everything that's been built up on the Netflix shows, you know, since that first season of daredevil, this looks like it's going to be, you know, well done and everything. I just it didn't grab me quite the way I kind of wanted it to. And everything's out of context, so I couldn't really like, okay, what's going on? Uh, but they gave you the basic gist. No. Um it didn't blow me away. Like I wish I I kind of wish it had blown me away. Now let's move on to uh, uh, other Marvel mo- wait, news. The other, the other Marvel the big piece of re- reveal. It, wait, wait, okay, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. That's okay. Go right, on. because I know you're going to move to uh, such a, a big, a nice big topic. Right. Uh, was there any reveal about um, Punisher? The Punisher. Um, was there? Oh, geez, you know I'm blanking on that right now. I th- I think that there was some sort of here because comes the Punisher. I cannot but... wait for that. He was so good in Daredevil. I cannot wait for the Punisher. Oh, it's uh, it. I I want to say that there was. I want to say there was a trailer drop, but I'm not. I'm I, I wouldn't be surprised if, check, if check he makes out. a cameo and uh, it, in the Defenders. Defenders. You I think so? I won't be surprised, even if it's just a cameo. I I would like if maybe there was at least some like background, like that there's some other stuff going 
on in the tri-state area? <laughs> like seriously, I don't. I don't. I, I like Hell some, Kitchen is uh, Hell's Kitchen again. Again, you know, his like the twelve <laughs> block radius the that apparently Bronx. is what you know crime in New York like like lives or dies on. For some well, reason. again, there's a big hole in the in the middle of Manhattan, right? So, uh, and it, who knows where it goes, but. Uh, moving, <laughs> on, moving on, <laughs> the, next the other is, big is, piece of reveal, uh, at, which had at, come at out DC. at which had come out on, on D twenty three. They had they, they had released that this this footage, the Infinity War okay. sort of super trailer uh, at D twenty three, but they showed it also at at, at Comic Con, mm. and oh, this has been this was the big one that you know if you're if you're a nerd fanboy, is there a re- reason you, why you know you heard it? about descriptions running all over the place with this if you did or did not and get to see Infinity it. War. There have been some leaks of the footage as well. We're above leaks here, of course. Of course, even though we're watching it. Shh. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, is it my fault? It's, it's not your that fault. Someone just put it out. <laughs> you just uh, again, <laughs> just a purveyor of technology, my friend. That's all I am. Okay, Tony. Pancake Stark. Studios. Is anyway, not yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, does that uh, You know, hearing all the descriptions for this footage, and you know, finally getting a little look at it, and this is a mess. I will have to say. You think it's a mess, I okay? A Ed, mess. Ed is taking the taking the position of however knee jerk. It's a mess. Okay. However, however, a bearded captain, a, be- a bearded Steve Rogers wearing the black costume. <laughs> I'm all for the if, captain. If baby, you were ten years old in 1988, dude, you have no <laughs> idea. I went. I, I like. I lost. I lost it. Oh, I mean, there's, look, I mean, we were kind of wondering what they were going to do, if they were going to do some adaptation of Nomad or the Captain, and it looks like it's some the sort Iron of, like... The Iron Spider even shows up. Yeah, it's. it looks like we're going to get some sort of adaptation of the Captain. There you go. There you go. There's, there's, there's the okay, Captain. No one can, no, yes, the Captain. Yes, there he is right the there. That's my man. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and this, you're saying it's, it looks like a mess. Why do you think it looks like a mess? Um, again, when you have, this is, this is Marvel Studios' t- attempt to, as Jonathan would put it, uh, put it, to tie everything up in a bow before moving on to their next phase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't know at what capacity Thanos is going to be hurling moons at like you know or the reason why because well, we also I'm know evil. but we also know we also know that the follow-up film seems to be going to be the aftermath of all this yeah that they won't even give us the title to because they said it would be alluding to something mm-hmm. uh but and at this point is it still uh, i don't i don't think it one part or i don't think no it's a one parter with the uh, with again a with follow-up a, film uh, that's not necessarily the the second part of the story it's the aftermath i think okay uh, well, I don't what? think it looks like a mess at all. How can you call it Infinity War and only have all one All right, movie? okay. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Isn't this it infinite? I'm working uh. with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh I don't think it looks like a mess at all. I think you have a lot of characters. I don't think that the sprawling cast is going to be as cumbersome as people think. I think that you have the big through-line characters... That you're going to concentrate on. I think we're going to get a, a resolution to the Captain America Iron Man riff. You know, I think we're going to move on to. Um, is this the what? The theaters. <laughs> it's like okay. Hey, yeah, yeah, son, later yes, the son pointing out the piracy that's <laughs> going on right older, now. Uh... Anywho, huh? Uh, I, I think that you have. Uh, you're going to concentrate more on sort of the characters that we already have real strong attachments to that have real strong reasons to be in post the story. I think that's why the guardians are there. 
because you're going to have to deal with Nebula and you're going to have to deal with uh, Gamora as as characters who have a connection to Thanos. Uh, and, well, but I the, think that at the end of the film, though, we're going to have a defeated Thanos or whatever, and then uh, that next film, Avengers, is going to be like a triage. There's going to be something that comes up about this that that film's plot will be about, mm. but it won't be about them fighting Thanos still or anything like that. I, I, that's just me. I, I, I uh, you know, could they stretch it out to two films? Maybe. I, 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 I kind of feel that because I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's like the, even, the next you, one will be triage. And whenever you have an ensemble uh, project such as this, this is a huge undertaking because um, uh, was it Brie Larson who said? Um, who confirmed? Yeah, uh, no, no, no. I think Scar Joe might have said there's 40 characters on one screen. That's what I'm saying. Is you is know? that uh, it's, with that? I don't think you can necessarily have like. I think they know you're saying it. Uh, it looks messy. I think that they know it. It could easily be messy, mm. and that they're going to be like, nah, we're just going to concentrate on like these a, the these Russo, characters and these arcs. And, and are the Russos going to spend the time and give each character their? Due? You can't. I know you can't. You can't, and so that, and I don't think so. I don't think they're even going to attempt that. Um, I also looks like just like so, I don't know about uh, so there's going to be forty superstars, and they can't give everybody their time. But will they? They will have is like. A, 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 scene a tag of, in, tag out. Of everybody yeah. like getting punched in the face like once, like, <laughs> yeah, like and you see like you know like, the the. Black I have Panther no doubt that it probably will have something like that. There'll be a big sprawling. You know, then, there'll be a big sprawling scene where you're gonna have all see, that, like, and that'll be half of that'll be like, half of of the fun though. And that's what I. And again, that's why it works for me because. Seeing something like this, all of these characters, we're going to see battles in Wakanda. We're going to see Spider-Man on the school bus in his new uniform. Uh, you know, we're going to have a Hulkbuster armor. We're going to see taking, the captain catch a spear. Some sort of spear. We're going to have, you know, a Vision. A romance who, between um, Vision Yeah, yeah and I think Wanda. those are two characters yeah. that we'll get some, some focus on because I think he a dead man. I think we know that Thanos has got to get that gem out of his skull. So if Thanos has to get the gem that's that's oh, in, he's, dead. he's a dead man. Okay, <laughs> so again, um, but I, I I think it all looks good. It's it's we have to look at it as this big culmination of everything that's come since two thousand and eight. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm and now about the only thing I am is I'm with you, um, but not for the same reasons. You're just not a big fan of Thanos. No, I like Thanos like as a character once again, but he's a bargain basement. Yes, side. fine. <laughs> I have no issue sorry. with the character itself. Not sorry. I am just. <laughs> I'm kind of underwhelmed by everything I've seen of Josh Brolin in this role. In all honesty. Right. Um, he, he wasn't particularly impressive. They didn't do anything particularly pr impressive in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, every time you've seen him, he's... And the lines, and this is like, you know... It doesn't feel like there's a lot of life there. Well, this is symptomatic of the Marvel the villain. Their Marvel. issues with their villains, right. exactly. But hey, you know, crossing fingers, hopefully this this is not the... Um... Another bit of news that came out of this, and this goes to what we're saying about this being a culmination of everything that's happened since 2008, is what I think is going to be a peek into the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have Captain Marvel that is, that, uh, is going to come out, um, and they showed concept art, and they talked about some of what is going to be in this Captain Marvel film, mm -hmm. Captain Marvel... Carol Danvers from the comics, right. a uh, major, a, a major in the in the Air Force who gained her powers uh, through the the Kree Psych Magnetron fighting Skrulls. There's Brie Larson over there and fighting Skrulls. Yeah, and it looks like they've got the costume. Looks like it's going to be a mixer of her 
with, with the sash. classic look with the sash look from her Miss Marvel days. You said scrolls. And, and Jonathan, just just to give you just to preface it, Captain Marvel is a is is a big hitter in the Marvel universe. She's a very powerful character, and she's also a legacy character in that there was a Captain Marvel before her that that's who she, she gained her powers, her powers and then also sort of his role uh and the film is going to be based in the 90s so it's going to take place in the past mm-hmm. or at least its starting point is which brings up a know. lot of questions like well what happened you know like how where it, did captain yeah. marvel go if this movie takes place in the past we know that we have confirmed samuel jackson's part of the cast as nick fury and he's going to be with his two eyes i don't know if that means that the story will necessarily be about him losing that eye but it does raise like you said questions it's not just about where captain marvel has been it's a question of how much does shield know about these non-terrestrial entities know, but if travolta plays a scroll i'm all oh that, jesus man. god no i don't even know why you would bring that up uh but <laughs> this this is going into this okay so i think that from seeing a lot of things we have in the comics in the uh, Avengers assembled uh, animated cartoon. They've given Captain Marvel a big place, a big place of primacy. I think that with her film introducing the concept of the scrolls and the Kree, it is. I think that. You, you, and hear me out on this one, Ed. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. You can do a story where Carol, as powerful as she is, defeats a Kree or skull scroll operation here on Earth. Something to take us over. Something to do with nastiness. She defeats the bad guys in right. that sense. But she's not a, I have defeated the entirety of the Kree and Skrull empires in totality type mm-hmm. character. And that seems also no. more like a, a, a team sort of effort. So what if we have Infinity War, it wraps up the Thanos, you know, Infinity Stone storyline. And you have this Captain Marvel movie, some of it or all of it taking place in the past. What if what we're seeing is the seeds for the next big arc and the next big arc is going to be some kind of adaptation or mashup of, of. Kree Skrull War, Operation Galactic Storm, um, um, Secret Invasion? I'm, I'm all for that. Um, will then humans be a part of it? Who cares? That doesn't well, matter. I, who cares? <laughs> Literally, who cares? But moving on to this part, do you think that that is, I look, that, I'm that all could for be that, where they're but going But again, like, do you see it going that way though? <laughs> Sure. You know why? Because there's always the... Um, Kevin Feige knows how to use the source material. Right. Right. He, like, it's not like... Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say DC, but... But, like... <laughs> meaning, like, Feige, Feige knows how to treat the source material. Right. And, and, and in conjunction with this, you believe that works because... Um... Do I believe it will work? Hell yes. Now, okay, right. Okay, yeah, because it works. Because it's it's a very popular storyline. You mm-hmm. know, from when you when we were reading comic books, um, and it's also see. It, I think it'll be over. a mishmash of a bunch. Like I said, I think we will look at something where the scrolls will be the big antagonists, right? Most likely, and they'll be there. Will be elements of the original Kree Scroll War, mm-hmm. the Operation Galactic Storm story. And the secret invasion story. Okay, so let's. Here's here's one of the things that came out of uh, post Civil War in the comic books, mm-hmm. right? So Civil War, you know, the how did they sort of re, uh, where do they put the question mark 
Um, so they moved on to the next arc, which was like, oh, wait a minute. The whole Civil War thing came about because, like, there's this huge, like, uh, the others, there's this group of secret skulls that were pretending to be. I wasn't that characters. that simple. Did they ever say that it was that simple? Like, oh, it was just the scrolls. And well, not I remember, like, you know, a ship came out of nowhere, and it's like, what? Susan? Oh, no, uh, was it Storm? I forget which characters were were were. Yeah, yeah. Were again, skulls. I don't. Again, I'm not so sure that it was as simple as. No, yeah, this was all done because of some scroll shenanigans. I think there was a. You guys shot yourselves in the foot, and we were there, able. There was and, we were, and we were able to take a lot of advantage right. of it. But this is what I'm saying. If you have a Captain Marvel movie where you're introducing the scrolls in the past. You can then make the assumption that the scrolls have continued working in the time f- in time as yeah. time passed. Yeah, and so that way you can bring then bring Captain Marvel back. Mm-hmm. So Captain Marvel's been missing for however long since the nineties, right? Suddenly, her character becomes hugely important if the arc going forward is going to be some kind of secret invasion type story because it's a I I I hey I handled these guys in nineteen ninety six. Um, suddenly. In her, by herself as a character in the Marvel Universe, but also on the team of Avengers, suddenly that gives her, you know, something to back her voice. It's something to say, like, why well, Why should I be in charge? And I'm not going to be surprised, Ed. I'm not going to be surprised if Captain Marvel is their go-to character. I'm not going to be surprised. That they retire that Tony Stark, retire Steve Rogers for a little bit, and she comes in as the... The, the flagship, the as flagship the, character. As the character for... Marvel, you know, uh, kind of almost a mix of Iron Man and and Captain America in her in her own way. Now, um, I, what I have up here is uh, one of the announcements. That what are the other the other cast announcements? Michelle Pfeiffer has been cast as Janet Van Dyne okay. in the Ant in the Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, so she's the original Wasp. Basically, she she's Evangelion's Evangelion Lily's mother, Kirk Douglas's um, wife. wife. And so, speaking of retro. Um, stories uh, from what we learned in Ant-Man, the original Ant-Man. Right. Um, Hank Pym loses Janet Van Dyne in you know when they were trying to into uh, the quantum verse, whatever into, it is. In, yeah, into the into the quantum verse as as they were trying to disarm a a, a missile. Right. So um, we're we we may there so which tells us there might be some oh we have to retro tell some of these stories. Because that happened. Hey, I'm all for that, 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 by that the way. In the, in, in, all in the 80s. And I, I'm all for that. If I get to see, like, I like Scott Lang. I like Hope in the first Ant-Man film. I can't say that as a crotchety, like, old man, I didn't want to see some badass just Hank and Janet stuff. And if that's what we're going to get, if we're going to get some more of that de-aging stuff going on, where we're going to see, like, a young Douglas and a young younger Pfeiffer on some sort of cool, like, Cold War mission. Uh, you know, hey, maybe even cover some of those events that they talked about in the first Ant-Man film. Where you remember they had, like, the file in the dossier, and they were like, okay, you know, the Cuba, you know, Cuba, 1979. I'd love to see some of that with, with yeah. Jenna, and then see her brought back. Um, but this sort, this would seem like as if it's going to be a, a, there is a rescue operation. Well, you got to get her back somehow. You got to bring her back. Now, you've heard also, uh, and I don't have the name of the actress right away, one of the villains is going to be Ghost, the Iron Man villain, which I think, but they've done a a race-bending and gender-swapping thing. They've made it a a woman. Uh, But I think that's very cool uh, because I think that the side, I think it's, 
there's so much potential with all these characters you've got in comic book worlds. And unfortunately, a lot of times we get like a kind of a bland power set. It's a lot of punching and a lot of like busting through walls and a lot of I'm invulnerable. But like the other powers don't necessarily get the like they're really in there. It's not just as simple as like, oh, he can throw a tank. You look at Ant-Man and it's like you have all the things that can be done with shrinking and you've got the enlarging. Enlargement. Yeah. What ghost or or with a, a character like uh, uh, the Vision, you've got the face shifting powers, mm-hmm. which is again interesting and different, and you know gives a story some opportunities, and you know you can set up interesting things where that's a that's a deficit for Doctor and, Strange and yeah, yeah exactly. Like I want to see uh, it's good to see more stuff like that. So I, if that more stuff for that from uh, from Ant Man and the Wasp, I'm all for it. I want to see more duo films. I am. <laughs> the ad <Nick> man. <laughs> now, now, Johnny, uh, here's the irony of, of, of Michelle Pfeiffer being cast. Okay, so the last the last um, big casting of an iconic comic book uh, movie actor character, okay, um, is Michael Doug- uh, is Michael Keaton. Okay, as you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm sh- I, you know where I'm, I'm going with this. Michelle Pfeiffer was Catwoman to his Batman. Do you know what uh, Michael Douglas, uh, Michael Keaton's original name is, birth name is? It's Michael Douglas. That's Michael Keaton's really? stage name. Believe it or not. Because <laughs> no, he didn't want to be. Uh, this is a. This with is, well, see, we see was, the only, Ed, whenever you bring this up, I only can I think of how, hey, did you know that, uh, that Kennedy's secretary was named Lincoln and Lincoln's <laughs> secretary was named Kennedy? <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of whenever you bring that up. Now, now the and well, the reason being is that when he went into the to get, you get into acting, there's already act, a Michael Douglas. So yeah, yeah. this yeah, and when you join the the guild, you can't take someone else who has your name. So you have so to he had he had to change it. All, 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 my, uh, Michael Keaton also used to work uh, for uh, the the Pittsburgh production company that did Mister Rogers. Nice. And he was often in the. When they used to do the picture, picture, that's who was right. Michael Michael Keaton, knee young Michael Douglas was in there, <laughs> doing it. And uh, he used to talk about Fred Rogers. Always used to talk about uh, that uh, he loved working with Michael Keaton, and that uh, he says he used to go in there. Keaton would talk, says this in certain interviews. He was like, so he'd get there, and of course it's this little cramped space is where the picture, picture stuff is, where the projector yeah. is. And he was like, he would come there, and he was like, "How are you doing in there, Mike? Is that's good? Thank you, Father." It has been seven days since my last confession. <laughs> <I have. laughs> um, uh, do we have anything else Marvel-wise? Uh, so far, that's all I have okay. for Marvel. Uh, uh, for, now let's go to the DC side. I'd like to really start off first with the Aquaman stuff and then get into the Justice League trailer. So Jason Momoa ar- uh, arrives at San Diego Comic-Con with the like, a, like a warrior king. <laughs> Which he is. Yes, like you said, have the trident. He's up on stage. People love this guy. Um, it's infectious. It's hard not to like see him and not be like charmed for whatever reason. I don't know what it is about the guy. He has a natural like a charisma. I don't know how that's going to translate. Um, we'll talk about him in the Justice League trailer a little later. But at Comic Con, we got a little bit of a look of the Aquaman film. Um, yeah, Black Manta. Or well, we got what we got to see apparently was they showed some footage of a these two fishermen and they're out there fishing and then you know the line gets away from them they're dragged for a little bit and then there's sort of like an overhead shot and you see underneath the fishermen are all of these like submersible 
Atlantean attack craft that apparently look like shark slash stingrays slash like bioluminescent like jellyfish. And they're off to going to some way. And then they had a quick shot of like, you know, Momoa going like, you know, it's like, it's like, you thought we were going to talk this over. Well, we're not. We're going to fight. Something like that. Something like Um <laughs> But uh, this, uh, we've gotten some shots from, you know, behind the scenes shots. Uh, Ed, did you see the shot of uh, Mera making the guys like beer foam up or whatever? To be honest, I, I didn't see any. I couldn't find any. Um uh, any, uh, oh, you didn't you'd see? Okay, oh, yeah. Well, there was some footage that came out a while back. It was Mera outside of a bar. Mm-hmm. Some guy says something to her, and she does a little thing with her fingers. Oh, and that I saw. Okay, right. okay, so the, right. the beer, and then, the like I said, that footage, which is some stills are, 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 are out there about it. I'm excited. Aquaman is, he's one of these, like, more out there characters. He, he comes with, it's not just... Here's this outlandish thing in our world. It's here's this whole other world within our world. You know, it's not the same as like Spider-Man. Spider-Man lives and breathes in regular New York City. You don't have to imagine. You don't have to recreate an entire it could other. Be from outer, outer space. Yeah, it's, it might as well be. It's like you have to recreate a whole other society. It's similar to what the problems with Wonder Woman are. You know, you have to. Well, I have to buy the society of. Warrior women on the magical island. The Isle of and Lesbos. also, it's like because um, based from the footage that we saw with Justice League, which we're going to get into, um, this the a lot of the footage which takes place underwater. Thank, thankfully for these for CGI, and you're like, how are you going to pull this off? I, I, I there are so many things with the Aquaman film that you have uh, just as a logistics. Like you said, you have the whole like, well, are they going to do dialogue underwater? Because you know, in the comics, he talks. They talk. It's like, yeah. hey, what's going on, Jim? Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. We're going to catch you. Uh, you catching some fish? Yeah, hey, catch, I'm catching some fish. You know it. <laughs> We're going so, Long John Silver's later? Exactly. It's like, so how are they going to do that? How are they going to present the mythology of Atlantis? It's like, you know, BP, yo, let's go kill him. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are, there are a lot of, you oh, know. Um, before, um, since we're on Aquaman, just separate side question that i forgot to ask okay do you think we're gonna get a namor um uh sort of was there a talk about the rights sort of reverting all almost like a year ago i want to say i want to say we covered on one of our older older shows that namor rights had come back that it looked like they were going towards but we didn't then hear anything else and i'm sorry that you know we're, we're getting back to that but like because he taught johnny just mentioned bp and here you have Namor, who's this huge envir- uh, environmentalist slash terrorist slash superhero, antihero, whatever the hell he is. Well, him like Aquaman, they got him on the whole environmental yeah, tip, yeah. right? But um, back to Aquaman, um, they've got they've got a, they've got a lot of things to do, and you know the question is is how much of the story is going to take place jumping off of anything introduced in Justice League? Mm-hmm. Um, what? What are they going to do with this film in terms of its structure? Are we going to get all flashbacks? Again, what can they cover given Justice League? But everyone sounds like take, pl- take place as far as is it? Post I think the main Justice story League? is going to the main story will be modern day post Justice League film, but we will get nuggets of his history because we know that his father is in it mm-hmm. uh, uh, cast. We know that the mother is in it cast. Um, that's Django a, 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 a Django Fett, Tamora Morrison. Uh, Tamora Morrison, and then the mother is played by uh, the ex Miss Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. 
Oh really? I didn't know that. Oh, you know, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Amber Heard is Mara. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for what I heard. And of course, the biggest news to come out uh, was a slate of movies, and they dropped the Justice, Justice League, League trailer. trailer on it. Now, uh, I'm gonna go around. Uh, John, you saw the trailer. John, your first impressions of the I Justice League trailer? No, I showed you. You did see it. Is this it yeah. right here? Yeah, I showed I showed you yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Well, that doesn't sound good if you couldn't remember it, people. <laughs> Again, 101 uh, te- uh, fever temperature. Yeah, yeah, I think it wiped away my... Uh, His short-term memory? Okay. But, um, okay, in short, this is what I think. Okay. Unlike the Infinity War leak, okay. this is not a mess. I, but okay. it's an expansion of... You get more. And, and, I, and I did ask you, and the, uh, the day that it dropped, I called you and were like, I couldn't really make out the, the Steppenwolf, the Steppenwolf lines, uh, yeah, lines. Yeah, okay. and and what is it that you... like? You said, no, lantern, no protectors here, no lanterns, no Kryptonians. This world will... This world will fall like will all, fall, the like yeah. all the others. Yeah, uh, No lanterns. Okay, yes, I get excited. Now, no uh, uh, it was a pr- it's a pretty long look mm-hmm. in terms of... it's. It, this wasn't just a, a two and a half minute trailer. This was a four minute long like capabilities presentation if you were uh, of you know what what is what's the film going to consist of who are the characters you know a little bit of the humor some 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 not huge money shots but some some big action set pieces uh getting getting the flavor of you know i think what some of the breakout characters are going to be i i I think that, you know, we've been introduced to Batman, we've been introduced to Wonder Woman. It starts out with Wonder Woman very strongly, but Aquaman plays well in it. I think Flash plays really well in it. And I'm just sort of like, the, the, I'm wondering what they're going to do with Cyborg. Here's, you know, the the Flash um, scenes that you get from this, which is like the hesitation, mm-hmm. like... I've never been in a bat. I've never been in a. War. I, love that. I only I only push people away and I run. It hu- it really um, it gives it gives it it humanizes him, and it makes a certain amount of sense if you think of okay here's a character to, to early in his seen. career right mm-hmm. probably hasn't tangled with the reverse flash or anyone like that as far I think that's a good assumption. And so when you think about well what is this guy doing on a daily basis well like he says if he's stopping a robbery. And you know he sees in his with his super speed that you know, oh the bullet is traveling. And it's like okay, well let me just push that person out of the way, right. <laughs> or even like, and the- then I'll push the other guy who's doing the shooting, and then the situation takes care of itself. Like I said, he's not like I'm having gigantic battles with aliens, you know, from other planets trying to, you know, with the stakes being the end of the world. Well, and clear, like I said, well, that's well, a, that's a great from, like characterization. From, well, clearly from the trailer, you know, uh, Wonder Woman that's grabbing, trying to trying to reach for the sword, and you see Flash just he's about to tap the like just the, give her a little the, little the help, point. just a little help, you know, because which which I think again goes to the, like I said, how, what would his point of view be? All right, in the middle of one of these giant battles, maybe that's what a guy like him sees his role. Maybe he's like, well, I'm so fast that I really can like just. I can enhance pinch hit. Other people. Exactly. I can enhance these other guys. Oh, he's throwing that punch. Let me add a little extra smack on that. Well, okay. Oh, well, these explosives probably would be better over here. You know, it would. It, maybe that's what their approach is going to be because one of the issues with Flash is he's so powerful. Mm-hmm. You have to come up with some sort of. I think they're going to come up with a tapper on his power. Well, it's not. I just, think that's what that whole centering Tai Chi thing is. I don't think he can just simply tap into it and it's like, 
Oh, I think he needs a little like, okay, I could get my mind and my body in the right place, and then I can. And it's not just him. Do whatever. Um, I don't know. This guy can go on this treadmill that like he can, you know, go through time and all this. I don't know. Yeah. Well, (laughs) well, uh, like uh, another thing is cyborg. For example, here you see him. They give him something. Right. And that's that's my question is I'm not sure where they're going with cyborg. See, this is because like. I'll take it. This is the first time we really like heard. he said some lines in the other, you know, so I think you should move now when he yeah. stops like that Humvee from mm-hmm, like right. smashing that guy. And that actually had, I thought had some personality to it. So I thought it was like, Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Hero, hero talk thing but here. It seems very monotone. And I'm wondering if that is what they're going to go with him with. Um, and then how is that going to play? Is it going to be played for laughs? Um, is there going to be some sort of like arc? That's part of that. He's going to go from monotone to, Regaining some sort of humanity in his voice or something—that that is a good point. That is a very good point because uh, wasn't that always a um, a struggle with Victor Stone? I mean, no, no, that was much later where they really got the whole idea of like the machine is taking over him. But he he always had a very big personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you think about the stuff him and Garfield on the Titans. Yeah. You know, he was he wasn't I I yeah. am robot man. No, he was he was like, "Yo man, get the hell out of here. What are you doing?" <laughs> it was uh <laughs> uh so yeah, yeah, I'm wondering with uh Aquaman looks again, like I the think him and Flash Aquaman, the, like him <laughs> riding him spearing a parademon and then riding rides him right to the floor and then just walks he just, away. Like, he fixes his hair and it's like, "Okay, that's that's a stuff. That and is- he's the one guy and he's the one guy who you know uh, shows some some uh I don't want to say humility but like he's the one guy that seems to show like you know what that he's not entirely sure they're going to make it. <laughs> he's like what I, is honestly that line, by the way. He's I like really honestly this is like honestly I think we're I think all going to die. die. Uh which is good. I like I like and again shows you that if the character that they're showing has a sort of nonchalance mm-hmm. to his battle and everything is like he's shaken then that's, again, it goes balanced. Yeah, it's like, right. okay, he's going to have some wisecracks, but the character is because also it's, and, you know, it's, not it's, it's dense a, and understands the stakes. Because you know, like, we as the audience, we would have to empathize with the hero and go, oh, are these guys going to make it? Right, yeah, and you have to have some of I mean, even though it's Even though yeah. it's suspension of disbelief, we know the good guys are going to win. Well, we, sure. It has to be, how does that... How does that but here's the thing. The, 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 the ending to this trailer... Oh Pretty God! Much gives it right because you know that's Superman. There's really, there really is no discussion about this, right? No, but I, and that's another thing I really liked. I am one of these people that was like, I don't want to see Superman in the marketing. Now, yes, everyone knows from the end of Batman v Superman he was going to come back to life. It's suspension of disbelief, though. You have to operate under that sort of like, yeah, I know, and. I would much rather experience Superman's actual full-blown like reappearance in the theater on the day I go to see this movie than having it ruined in a trailer or a TV spot. <laughs> I don't want True. I, I yes. want I want there to be this right. real sense of he's back, yeah. the yeah. tide is turning, but the man don't, is still, but there's, but don't the blow your load don't in blow, a trailer. Right. Don't yeah. blow your load in in a in, in any sort yeah, of Because these, it also gives you this feeling that, you know, oh, if Alfred is saying this you know, oh, we're we're really, uh, we hope that we're not too late. We hope that they're not late. the The rest of the team, they're going to be bloodied up. They're going to be beaten pretty badly. And then oh, the times have to be dire up. for the for the man of hope to show yeah. up and and provide that again. Uh, and as you can see, like again, like okay, so here's the scene. 
the the glass of brandy that Al and Alfred's working on. Yeah, something. it's a 19, uh, 1994 yes, T Rex from uh, and Jurassic Park. He looks up and what does he see? It's that red fuzz on the corner in the corner that we that you can't quite make out. Hello, that's Superman that he's talking to. My wife was watching this. And he's like, so who's he talking to? I'm like, hello. It's a Martian Manhunter in a red vest. <laughs> it's, it's Mork. It's for Mork. It's Mork for Mork. Too soon. Uh, too, too soon. soon. No, I can't it's do. not. I can't, no, it's not. I can't. Well, I thought I it was Bruce Willis. Why? I don't even know where that comes from, Bruce Willis. Get out of here Isn't with he your like the monkey wrench returns. Isn't he like a villain in every Bruce Willis movie from the nineties? <laughs> oh, oh, is that what you're thinking? Oh, Jeremy Irons, only one. Now, only okay. Die Hard with Avengers. Um, let's uh, now about this. You said that there was no another announcement to that. Okay, we get Flashpoint. And also, no, no. no well, there was no for, in the slate of movies that they put that they put out. Which uh, maybe you can can you bring up what the slate is? Um, well, one of the things is that we what we didn't what we didn't get is we didn't get an announcement of a Man of Steel two. Um, we didn't get. Um, although we did get a we did get a, 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 a we did get um, confirmation that there will be a Wonder Woman two. There will be a Suicide Squad 2. Uh, we we know that... Uh, um, okay, hang on a second here. More items. It'll be Shazam. Well, Shazam film, yeah, that's uh, that that got on the docket as well. Which I thought that tanked in the 90s. Shazam? Yeah. With Shaquille O'Neal? <sighs> no, stop. <laughs> stop. Someone take out the monkey wrench before, <laughs> before he destroys and by, the And by place. the way... That was uh... <laughs> so. So here's a slate. Um, November seventeenth, we get Justice League. Uh, this is uh, still 2017. Aquaman, right. December twenty first, 2018. Wonder Woman two has now Shazam. Has its... Shazam for April fifth, two thousand nineteen. Apparently, Cyborg is still on the is still on the, on the slate. Right. Green Lantern Corps is still on the is on the slate. And that's all for now. And. Uh, and I wanted to see, where's Gotham City Sirens, which is another one that was supposed um, to be. Hmm. I don't know if Films that's been shelved or not. Justice League Dark and Flash. Justice League Point okay. and Flashpoint. Uh, untitled Justice and League and just titled Justice League Sequel, the Batman, the Batman to follow that. Okay, which um, has its own, and apparently now this is the thing: they still have a Man of Steel sequel in their back pocket, and there has even been talk of. Superman possibly being in the Shazam movie. Okay. Which I'd be down for. I think that actually makes a lot of okay. sense. Because I would, I would totally follow here's the framework message. of that that Shazam movie with Black Adam, even though Black Adam... Because, Miguel, when you Black told Adam me Adams. that... Oh, there's no... Uh, you texted me. Uh, no Man of Steel sequel, and, um, uh, um, you know, basically on the slate. Immediately. And here's my message to you, WB executives. <laughs> Ken Sujara. All right. Listen if up. you don't give me... <laughs> Give me, Edward Ng, <laughs> a Man of Steel sequel. I'll You're, come to your house. Okay, right, and, and, and I'll kill you. <laughs> Is that your best Keaton voice? <laughs> and I'll kill you. And I'll kill you. <laughs> um, I agree. I, want, I, I think that they definitely should. <laughs> that having been said, you know, let's look at this. Superman has, will have appeared in Superman, uh, in, I'm sorry, in Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. And now he's going to be in Justice League. That's three outings of the character in a very short period of time since 2013. 
I mean, we're only in 2017. I mean, unless you're so in some, four years, unless you've seen some, him three times. In unless the film. there's some underpinning thing that we don't know about in Hollywood, where oh, Henry Cavill's going to be the next James Bond or whatever. Because um, strike while the iron's hot. Strike while he's right. the good age. Strike while he doesn't have a mustache. Yep, <laughs> mustache gate. <laughs> of course, mustache gate is the whole fact that uh, Cavill is apparently currently filming Mission Impossible in New Zealand with uh, Tom Cruise, and he has to split his time for due these reshoots. To, Johnny, due, due to scheduling, okay, because his he's playing a villain on the next uh, Double And he has to have a mustache, have right? Have yes, and they exactly. have these. So there was an announcement that they spent like twenty five million dollars of reshoots. Oh, I don't want to believe cases. any of that is, but they will have to use. CGI technology to remove, to remove his mustache because okay. he can't shave because he literally is will be one of these things where he has to go from there right back to these shoots um, for Tom Cruise's Mission Impossible. So yeah, that is Mustache Gate, and there's tons of memes out there already right. of Superman with mustache, animated Superman with mustache. So it's very funny. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, check them out. Uh, the other part uh, of these of this film slate to talk about is the big one is Flashpoint because. We were. We don't know what's going on with the Flash that movie until until this announcement, right. and so now it's like f- this Flash movie is going to be based on Flashpoint. Uh, based on, we don't know anything else at this point other than it's called Flashpoint. I'll, it will I'll, be a time travel story with the Flash. I'll recuse myself. You recuse yourself. <laughs> like I don't. Uh, uh, I didn't see that coming because um, after having had another viewing, yet another viewing of Batman versus Superman. The scene where Flash appears in um, the nightmare Bruce, sequence, right? That's straight out of either Injustice or Flashpoint. We it, don't well, know. again, it contains, and that's why I think that, and I don't know that they're calling it Flash. It's like maybe this was the plan all along because I think that alternative history thing—that's mm. a thing you play around with in a Flash movie. Yeah, it per- it suits the character, and you can get a lot of things. Plus, you can do a lot of the things that like Marvel has been doing with their films, which is. You can do one of those. We can get a lot of guest stars. So a Flash film could conceivably have so, a Superman, Jonathan, an Aquaman, a Batman. So what we might see, okay, you being a, a Walking Dead fan, okay, <laughs> is Jeffrey Dean Morgan, aka Negan, in a bat suit, because yeah. he's because in Flashpoint, um, you see Thomas Wayne, not Bruce Wayne. Um, Bruce Wayne's father becomes the Batman because in this the son and the wife died. No, the son, yeah, the, the, wife son, the son dies. The wife goes off into something else. Okay, okay, so that's it. Yeah. But, but uh, let yeah. me actually talk about that for a little bit because there are a lot of people online that are like, yes, of course, Henry D- J- Jeffrey Dean Morgan should be, is going to be cast in the Flashpoint movie. And I'm like, slow your roll. <laughs> uh, what do we, we have? We have, had <laughs> a, we have had more than enough years of these superhero movies adaptations to realize, no, no, we're not guaranteed that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is going to be Thomas Wayne Batman. We don't. We're not. It could still. It could be a time travel story. Someone's gonna shut that shit down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure that's a lot of people say. I just want people to count their chickens before they're hatched. I don't want everyone. It's like, oh, you can't do a Flashpoint story without Thomas Wayne. You can do a Flashpoint story with Thomas Wayne. Without Thomas Wayne, it can be an in-name story thing only, and it doesn't have to follow everything. And Civil War. Civil War didn't follow every single specific beat of the Civil War comic. It contained a lot of the uh, there grand, will be a readaptation the, uh, broad, bro- the broad brush strokes version of the story, and I think that's the same thing here with this. I don't think we should count on it, but I think it's very interesting if we have a Flashpoint movie that is you know does this link to the talk about Affleck leaving? 
<laughs> okay, all right. Does this does this link up to? I think that's funny too. Affleck I guess leaving. does it does it does it link up with Affleck leaving? Be, because <sighs> here's 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 the thing, Ed. The original reports were, oh, they're they're gonna get rid of Affleck. Affleck comes on on San Diego Comic Con and he makes a big statement about, no, I'm sticking around. I want to do the Batman film with Matt I, Reeves. I, I, to be honest, I'm in, I'm in denial of like, what, like meaning like of the chatter, of the of the inevitable reality. See, that. you say that uh, again, Ed. He he could he could play Batman in his fifties. It's not a big deal. I think it is more along the lines of a lot of he's going through a lot of personal issues. Yeah, and I, again, and they're and they're saying. And remember that initial report from the Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. was all they're looking for a graceful way to exit yeah. Batman. Well, he now, says- notice the Batman film is after like that second Justice League movie. Okay, what if you do this Flashpoint film and there's your soft reboot? going forward now i'm I'm actually against that right. i actually okay. don't want there to be a soft reboot i don't want them to you know if, if hey, they happen, we've got a new batman yeah that sort yeah. of stuff i don't want them to it's get rid of supernatural i don't want i don't want them to get i don't want them to get rid of henry cavill or anything like that i also think it's odd that they have the wonder woman sequel also happens after flashpoint i think and it's like well you are you going to change I, I think as you get into this whole problems that comic books themselves have with these continuity changes because it's like, well, what is or is not true? I just got introduced to this world and these characters. I think that you can solve whatever issues people think there are without having to without having to do that. Um, now, and I also think that, like I said, I don't think it's a fait accompli that a Flashpoint movie has to be have well, the outcome everyone thinks is. Ed, remember, everyone went ape shit about CW is doing Flashpoint and it's going to change <laughs> the world and every show is going to get affected and everyone looking back at us now is like oh well of course it was silly yeah but at the time you were all into it at the time when it was talked about everyone was like it's going to affect this and this is how the Supergirl world's going to get affected and they're going to have they're going to do a Flashpoint thing with like Thomas Wayne it's going to be uh, Oliver Queen's dad and they didn't do any of that they, well, they barely had Flashpoint we- for like two episodes and then everything went back to the way it was except for the minor change of the it, it wasn't what it was. So I'm saying is I don't think the film necessarily we should count on it being that. We shouldn't count on this film upending everything. Mm. It's going to be exactly like the Flashpoint story from the comics. I think we have to you know slow our roll with that. Sure, absolutely. I, I completely I completely agree with you. Um, and a lot of the stuff is just on paper, right? You know, or, or not even on paper. Um, but and I I forget did we we didn't have a, a discussion about um, uh, Matt uh, Reeves. Taking on the trilogy, the new trilogy of movies, right? Right. Yeah. We haven't. We haven't. We haven't uh, had a discussion what about, about that. Well, so he's going to do the trilogy, and well, he wants to do a oh, trilogy. He wants to do a trilogy. A trilogy, right? Okay. Um, and Affleck is not, as far as the. Um, I don't think they're again. He seems to say that he's in, that he's Batman now, that he wants to work with Reeves. I think he's doing it. I don't think there's anything. I I, I I think that there's this sort of like, hey, he's getting his life in order. He's you know he's you know trying to stay on the 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 clear and narrow. It's, it's hard. It's yeah, and it's hard not to you know when you watch him on the panel. Everyone's like, Momo is he's sitting on the floor and he's being really cool. Ezra's making jokes and he's he's dressed as a I forget who he's, whatever he's dressed yeah, as whatever, whatever he's dressed right. as you know. And Ben he's he's got the beard. He looks. Kind of tired and as usual, or he's looking more and more tired <laughs> these days. But uh, I, I think he's doing it. I don't, I don't personally. I don't see that he's not mm-hmm. going to do it. I think that they're going to move 
forward with these films. Again, there are all sorts of things we have to understand that... A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. A lot of other vari- you know, variables to take. And look, we're talking about the Flashpoint movie. It could be this, it could be that. You don't know what aspect of Ezra Miller's Flash in the Justice League is going to come off in a way that they're like, no, we have to capitalize on that. Didn't we already announce it was a Flashpoint film and was going to do this? Yeah, but we're going to do a Flashpoint film, but now it's got to do this with the character. You know, we don't, you know, we don't know what the effect of, you know, the Justice League film is going to be on the Aquaman film. Mm. You know, I'm sure that if there's some, again, some aspect, something about him that, oh, we can build on that. The audience really reacted well to that, that then that's why you get reshoots for films. You get like, oh man, he was doing this. Uh, we need, uh, we should probably have 10 minutes of him doing that in the Aquaman, <laughs> in the Aquaman movie. You know, that's, now, that's how these things work. Um, with, back to Justice League and Steppenwolf. Siren yes. um, Hines. I feel that in Siren Hines, who awesome actor, um, I, I do feel that these big villains, this is going to go the way of of uh, um, um, Infinity War, okay, Thanos, because it's like, well, you know, these big big villains, we really there's no emotional attachment to them. Why do they do the things that they do? He just comes out of nowhere from a mother box that's uh, on, on Paradise yeah. Island and Th- Themyscira. It happens. And, um, it happens. Yeah, it happens. You know, <laughs> so it's like... Sometimes uh, evil warlord from Apocalypse comes to uh, destroy a planet. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> um, you know, someone takes over an administration, you know, whatever. A Mr. Politics jar over there. Uh, oh, Caesar says you're the hypocrite. <laughs> Caesar, Caesar, again, sounds like a very gruff, Asian next-door neighbor. <laughs> next-door neighbor. Um, I, again, I, I love the Justice League trailer. I'm, uh, it just made me more hyped. Yeah, you're giddy. For, for it, uh, to see the, all the characters interact. Uh, I, I am in agreement that there were one or two CG moments in there that I probably would have cleared up, but not like some people were like, oh, the worst thing ever. It looks like a, a cartoon. It's like, eh, they're, they're still working on it. There's still some things that they have to... They have to put in there, uh, especially yeah. The moment where Momoa comes out is a great moment, but it's kind of ruined by when you see it the second time. You really notice the CGness of his face superimposed on what was obviously the surfing Aquaman to <laughs> live action Momoa walking away. It, there's a transition that's not so good, but other than that, I mean, I, I well, thought some of the stuff. Time, right? I mean, I mean, Ezra's Flash stuff looks great. Um. They the the you know the background CG stuff is all good. The set design. I mean, again, the rooftops on Gotham. That all it all looks good. I'm 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 super excited. I'm super pleased. I'm super excited. There's there. Um, is there any other like uh, minor stuff that came out? Um, yeah, one. Uh, like I don't know when this dropped, but the Star Trek Discovery. Oh right, dropped. right, right, right. Yeah, uh, and again, it's it looks like they're they're putting Sasha. From Walking Dead, yeah, she's definitely the the, the viewpoint character, Sinequa uh, Martin Green, uh, on the forefront of the show, not necessarily Michelle Yeoh. I'm all for it now. I heard a rumor that she's Spock's half sister. Really? Yeah. So I, I don't know where that fits. In. Don't. But I, uh, I, you know, I honestly, I wish I was more excited about this. They do show Klingons, and they do show right. Klingons these are the new. These are the morning. new Klingons, right? These are right. the Klingons from the J.J. Abrams verse Klingons. See, they do the they do the the, the morning howl or whatever you. You, call uh, you that. see, I, I wanted uh, everything I see about this show looks adequate, but nothing has gotten me too excited. 
I like the idea of the two female leads, and I like the idea of the second officer you just being. Pulled the, a, uh, Bill McNeil, I'm adequate. I heard that it was adequate. It's adequate. I, I it, it, it's nothing I've seen so far has has blown up my skirt. Okay, it's that it's that simple. And I don't know about if you feel differently because we're we're big trekkers. But I'm uh you know uh, I'm excited uh, again. I don't know what this whole all give it access a shot. thing is. You're right. The judging by just the preview, it's not super exciting. Yeah, and but, then on top of it is this. But whole, I still want to give it a shot. Yeah, and and again on top of that is also the whole you have to sign up for the streaming service. Oh, yeah, never mind. and again, and that's their <laughs> business model. Uh, we talked about this on the show before. They I don't have to get for Hulu. I already exact for Mundo, I So now you're gonna have to no pay for a CBS if you're a Trek fan. But that's the thing. Yeah. They don't need to get every every general fan. They don't need to get every Trek fan. They just need enough to make that financial model successful. And uh, you know, maybe they're gonna do it. Maybe they're maybe they're not. I I hope that I see something that really makes me excited to see it uh, the next time because I'd be disappointed if there was a Trek thing that I wasn't excited for. Um. Uh, lastly, I don't know if this dropped during. Uh, San Diego Comic Con, but the new Doc the Doctor Who Christmas trailer um, was dropped at some point, um, and basically they reveal David Bradley, who um, who of Game of Thrones fame, and also from the Harry Potter movies, but also played the he, actor he, who played the original Doctor in that BBC in the biopic, uh, in the BBC, yeah, in the yeah. biopic yeah. Um, he's he returns as the first Doctor. And so there's going to be an adventure with Peter Capaldi's Doctor, the uh, uh, number twelve and number one, and that's this is going to be Peter Capaldi's um, goodbye swan episode. song, yes. yeah, his swan song. Um, which, by the way, um, we didn't even bring up <laughs> Doctor Who's been uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Who casted a female and bring up the uh, what's her uh, what's um, her name again? Jody. Uh, Jody hang on, here we go. Foster. Um, B, uh, BBC actor, uh, my name is Jodie Whittaker. Okay. All right. From, uh, Broadchurch. From Broadchurch. Uh, she was also, in, and I started watching Black Mirror. I don't know if you guys watch that. Okay. Yeah. She's been on Black Mirror. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and. Which is the Twilight Zone from and this, Thank and, you very much. And this <laughs> is, uh, this is the thing is that, uh, you know that I'm still behind on who. Yeah. And I've been wanting to push for uh, a Doctor Who episode. Right, yeah. do but I, like I'm behind on the current, as they call them in the BBC series in America seasons, um, mostly because the way this season started, I was it didn't hook me. Uh, I like I liked Bill fine enough as the companion. I love Capaldi as who. I like Missy, but until you got to that episode uh, spoilers about a, everything's in a simulation, it kind of didn't grab me. It, it kind of meandered. And it was only after that that it started to pick up and I started to, to really go. But it apparently culminates in this whole, as we learn, is that we're going to get a female doctor. And they've been dropping hints at this for a few years now. Sure. I mean, going at least back to maybe Matt's, the second series with Matt Smith. Because there's that whole point where he talks about one, doesn't he talk about one character called the Corsair? And he says there was another. It was a friend of his, a Time Lord named the Corsair, and who used to switch sexes. Mm. And then we had a whole well, thing where Missy. the Ma Missy, Missy, of course, is the is the biggest one. That's actually done. But then Missy also is. I want to say Missy or one character version of the Master also recently. And what I mean recently is within the New Who era. Mm, right. Basically said something about well, you know, he's been a mother about Doctor Who about the Doctor. And it was one of these things where you couldn't tell if they were lying. Or telling the truth about the doctor. <laughs> but you know he's been a mother, right? 
Uh, so they've been setting this up for a while, and I don't have it. I don't have an issue. I don't. It's like, oh, the time traveling alien with two hearts. We, if he makes himself into a woman at some point, if the, if if they can change genders, that's the bridge too far. <laughs> that's my that's my thing. It's like, well, he can't be. He's never been. It's like, uh, you're already dealing with a a blue box time traveling alien here. It's we left a lot of pure logic, pure science, or whatever uh, behind a long time ago. I have a question ago. for you guys. It's a monkey wrench, but uh, how come this did really good, but uh, the American version sliders didn't do that great? Sliders surprisingly <laughs> was a show that w- you could not kill. I don't want to get into sliders. <laughs> we don't want to get into sliders, but it really is. It was that show, Jeff, uh, J- the O'Connell brothers. Oh, the brothers. That's right. right. It's, not, yeah, it's not just Jerry <laughs> O'Connell. We got to get his brother in there. Uh, we, we had a whole guy. That guy. Who, what, wasn't he also? <laughs> weren't they also twins? Uh, you know, John Reese davies oh, But it was a show that I don't think like I'm done. started. I'm done. Didn't it? Ju- <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want to get into friggin' sliders. Uh, I'm just surprised you guys just didn't scoff. You actually went into my question. Well, <laughs> it's, you want to know, John, it's because in the 90s, you, you took whatever sci-fi you could get. And like it was like you know on Fox sliders. You're like okay, I'll watch it. And then Farscape came along, (laughs) and then Farscape came along. Which, by the way, I like. I'm not talking trash. I you know you. Thank you. I'm going to shake your hand. America, can you can you feel the look? I'm don't do that. Don't do that through the microphone. Listen, because that was a backhanded compliment. I've been pushing for Farscape show. Hey, to quote the last episode of Game of Thrones. I'm sorry, the first episode of this season. You know, it's like, I'm all for it, but everything before but is a pile of horse shit. <laughs> oh, so you have been watching okay. I managed to see okay, uh, all right. See that first episode through through other means. So uh, do we close you can find You can find anything. Do we close the show by saying, shall we begin? <laughs> uh, we don't have a little person here. No, we don't have a little person. Unless we, well, unless we, we do. We unless we count Clark, your yeah. actual little person. Yeah. But Clark, I mean, in another sense. Clark, I mean, in another sense. Can you come, Clark? Clark, come. <laughs> Clark, come over here. I'll come over here. Every, we don't want him to interrupt. He interrupts. Lines, okay? we, we, we want him to actually Clark, say something, and he's in another world in his in his headphones. I'm going to feed you some lines. You're going to say it. You're going to say it. Okay, ready? Go. No, nice and loud. I drink and I know things. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's little person he says can't, can't even. He's not even of legal age. Don't don't dollars. work with actors. Don't no. Don't work with uh, kids and animals. Um, <laughs> or, or or CGI dragons. Or CGI dragons. <laughs> uh, but I think that, uh, we covered everything we need to cover for yeah. San Diego Comic Con. Um, so many other, so many things coming down the pike. We will be joining you again. There's in the too future. much going. It on. really is. There really is a so much. Uh, like we're, uh, on, we're on my message on on my forum. Uh, someone just started the other day. They were like, "Hey, do you want to watch Glow?" So we'll all watch Glow and we'll talk about it. And they put up a thread for Glow. And I really got into Glow. I was telling you about it. Mm-hmm. Which and, I finished. But it's one of those things I haven't finished yet. <laughs> I think I'm on like episode eight. And they're just something happens, something else comes up. Like, uh, see, that's funny. I found I found that with my binge watching is that sometimes I will binge, binge straight through, and sometimes you binge like again. You do something for like three days, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I've seen enough Luke Cage. I'll give this one a rest. And then I found sometimes that that I don't get around to finishing it. 
That it is like, it's like, all right, I did this for three days to get through the story. Either it isn't grabbing me enough or you're just tired of it. You're like, okay, I want to watch something else right now. I'll finish up that story. And like, even if it's something you really enjoy, I loved, I, I told you, I loved the new Mystery Science Theater 3000. Which I started watching. I, I watched it. I, again, I, it's like. I, it was, I'm one of these guys very hard to please with that. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but I have the last season of Orange or New, new Black to catch up on. Uh, I started I Black too. Mirror. Uh, uh, you know, my, Black, Science Theory, uh, yeah, three thousand. Black Mirror is uh, easy to get through. It's only like three, yeah. four episodes a season. But it's there's like, a well, um, uh, there's that Castlevania anime thing that came on, which is very short. Every episode's like ninety minutes. But it's that like again, four, but again, it's still, it's, it's still, like still a, it, it's still you have to give some time over these things. And like I said, there tends to be that sort of like you're watching it, you're watching, it, you're watching. It, I and saw it's the like, Castlevania thing, and nah, nah, really. Nah. I'll be the judge of that. Nah. I'll be the judge of that. He's uh, holding a morning star right now as he's saying that. Simon Morning Star, get it? Uh, Castlevania. Now, one of my favorite uh, games as a child was Castlevania on yeah. Super Nintendo. Yeah, Super I played Nintendo. it. I played it. Um, uh, that, that dates me, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny, Johnny, what are you watching right now? Right now, a whole lot of, whole lot of nothing. Right now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so hopelessness uh, when you say, I'm watching nothing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's, it's kind of like I do. I mean, it, unfortunately, it's not fanboyish, but uh, I do want to see that 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 movie where the they they get stranded on a a mountain and they have to like survive and like climb down this big mountain and the, oh, the, Idris Elba and that chick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, right, 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 with um with Kate Kate Winslet. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was well, that reminds me of an episode of Hardcastle with McCormick. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, no. And that's yeah. our way of that reminds me of bear of a, of, <laughs> that uh, reminds me that reminds us to wrap up the show because <laughs> we've had our first mention of Hardcastle McCormick. So and you know, you do that. Here's what's I so, will count here's, to you. Here's what's so here's what's ironic. I'm not joking. That was the only episode of Hardcastle <laughs> McCormick I can remember. <laughs> the only episode of Hardcastle McCormick is it's like a busman's holiday thing. It's like the two characters are on vacation out in the woods. Plane crash. They get mm. stranded in the woods for months, and it's all about Hardcastle McCormick and making their way down the mountain, like again while also like bringing in the bad guys. Uh, this is so Miguel, obviously Miguel that's Miguel that is obsessed level. with this '80s show called Hardcastle <laughs> McCormick. I wish we didn't have to get into it, but I feel like we're kind of obligated. We're not. No, we don't and have I, to get into it. That's my way of. I've told you. That's my way of saying we need to wrap up the show. If we've, if I've mentioned Hardcastle McCormick, it's time to we've explode. gone on too long. <laughs> Uh, it, drive, drive no, it like no, the demons no, drive your no, dreams. No. Okay, guys, yeah, keep singing it. Keep singing it while I close out. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, for uh, you have your host Miguel Velez. I'm Edward Ng here. Jonathan Vergara, producer. Clark, come and say goodbye. High flying heart, betting your life on the state of the art. Until next time. Once again, thank you for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast.com. Make sure to follow us and subscribe on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.